welcome to Trading Talk brought to you by the UBC Trading Group. My name is William and today we are joined by our UBC Trading Group president, Uma. Hi, Uma. Hey. So tell us a bit about your background. For sure. So my name is Uma Thurno and I'm currently in fourth year at the UBC Solder School of Business specializing in finance. I have previous experience working in venture capital, consulting, institutional investing, and most recently investment banking. And upon graduation next year, I'll be returning to Toronto to National Bank Financial to work in their investment banking division. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you're all dead set to getting into finance. So tell me what got you interested in finance? For sure. Initial interest was back in high school. I was trying to figure out what university programs I wanted to go into. I was initially considering going into political science and then later pursuing a law degree. However, it was in my calculus class that my teacher had pulled me aside and said, look, I think that if you are able to combine both emotional intelligence and technical skills as a female, you can go far in business. And I think that really had shifted my focus into applying for different business schools. Fair enough. Fair enough. So when you applied to these different business schools, why Solder? Have you ever considered somewhere else? Yeah, I did. I had applied to the UK, the United States, and other schools in Canada. And after I spoke with some senior students at these different universities, I realized that in terms of internships, it's very hard to get sponsorships as an international student from these different big banks. So I realized right away I wanted to stay in Canada. And when it came to the Canadian universities, I applied to all the major business schools and I was accepted into each one. And I think what had drawn me to Sauter, let's say over Rotman, was because I grew up here in Vancouver and I went to several different schools and I knew at least one person from each school was going to Sauter. So I think what really had attracted me was being able to be surrounded by people I already knew heading into Sauter. Fair enough. So I assume like these people that you know, they were in trading group as well. Some of them were. Uh, Initially, when I was trying to figure out what clubs I wanted to join, how I wanted to get involved in the student community, what really spoke to me about UBC's trading group was how tight-knit and how important it was to have that good connection amongst the seniors. And I think that at least when I had interviewed with them, it was made very clear that whatever you put in is what you get out of it. And at least at the time as a first year rep, I didn't really understand the gravity of that. But now looking back, it was really the senior students at UBC trading group who encouraged me to apply for those interviews, or at least those internships in investment banking and in sales and trading, because at the time, I didn't think I had the aptitude. So would you say this is the secret into getting into investment banking? There are multiple factors. (laughs) I mean, I wish I could say that um, if you're a part of a finance club that immediately you'll get into investment banking, that is definitely not the case. It's it's a combination. It's strong grades, uh, good networking, and just a good resilient personality. I think as well, you need to prepare well, and you need to be able to communicate with people uh, on dif- on different levels, whether on the professional or personal context. Fair enough. I, you failed to mention, I'm pretty sure this should be a part of it, past experience as well, work experience. Correct. Yeah. I assume a big reason why you got into a really good job is because your past experience with BCI and National Bank. Would you be able to talk about these? For sure, yeah. So my first two internships were after my first year. Initially, I had landed uh, simply an auditing role with Ernest & Young through an alumnus at my high school. But unfortunately, that fell through because that's when the pandemic had hit in March of 2020. So I had reached out to a local venture capital firm, the Women's Equity Lab in Victoria, and they pretty much had taken me under their wing. I later worked for a consulting firm based in San Francisco, Kinnear. When it came to BCI, I had multiple interviews with differments. And I think what had set me apart was that already in second year, I had two internships under my belt. And I think that really had spoken to a lot of different recruiters. So at least with BCI in their trade management division, I 
I worked in the money markets and I was pretty much acting as a liaison between the portfolio managers and the major big five Canadian banks on the East Coast. And I think that when I was working in the money markets, what I found really rewarding about that job was, you know, despite waking up super early in the morning and having to be in the office by seven, I was settling trades and helping secure the financial futures of different pensioners. And this included firefighters, teachers, police officers. And I think that really had kind of opened my mind about how finance can provide value to regular people on the buy side. Now, with National Bank and investment banking, it was a very different experience working on the sell side and the hours were much longer and it was a more challenging job. But I think that if you do have a solid base in both Excel and PowerPoint, it's over time you can easily kind of grasp the nature of the job. And I think what I learned about that experience is the need to have good mental stamina because the hours are incredibly long. Sometimes it can be stressful. And I think that looking back, I definitely learned how to manage sort of a healthy lifestyle during those times in the summer. So as you possibly know, IB investment banking is really difficult to get into, especially national bank. So could you enlighten us on the recruitment process? Yeah, I think any sort of finance interview is always intimidating. And I think that from what I often hear from students, because um, every week I usually get two to three coffee chats and they always tell me, oh, you know, Uma, it's so hard doing these interviews all the time. And from from their perspective, I can understand. And I've been there. It's, it's tough because uh, every time you're trying to pitch yourself, you have to pair. You don't know how the interviewer, the interviewer is feeling that day. So it's really kind of a bit of luck involved, in my opinion, when you're going through interviews, because sometimes you just click with the team or the interviewer well, and it, it isn't as stressful. But I think my main sort of advice is that, at least in my case, when it came to the technical portions, I often knew the answer because I had studied first. But second, there were definitely times when the interviewers had asked me questions that I did not know. And I was very honest. I said, look, I don't know the answer exactly you're looking for, but this is what I think it is. And I think during those situations, them being able to see how I thought about the technical answer or how I came to that conclusion was much more valuable to them than just spitting out the answer. So I think anytime you're sort of given an opportunity, make the most out of it and try not to get too flustered or uh, focused on the final answer. That sounds really difficult, not gonna lie. So do you have a specific story you're thinking about, a very difficult moment? For sure, yeah. I think there was a situation where there was a technical question. I had been in my second year and just recently I learned it in my fourth year finance class actually. And at the time I knew that the interviewer was sort of pressing on because I was answering the questions and they were sort of pleased with the answers. And then I just remember this interviewer asking me a very difficult technical question and I did not know the answer. And I think he purposely had done that to throw me off. And I think during that moment, I sort of just kept my composure and just had answered to the best of my ability and showed my thinking process and it went very well. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. So, you know, a lot of people here, people here are reaching out to you, right? Do you have any advice to these first years who's just figuring stuff out for themselves? Yeah, I think most important thing is find your driver or your motivation. Why finance? And I think in my scenario, what I often told people was that growing up, my parents and I had immigrated to Vancouver in 2002 and seeing my parents struggle as immigrants, as entrepreneurs with different businesses, eventually they became successful in real estate development. But that lack of stability really had inspired me to look for a career such as finance that provided that sense of certainty upon graduation, which in my case, that's the full-time job. And I think as you gain those internships, it allows you to have a higher earning capacity and also bargaining power in terms of negotiating <laughs> when you graduate. You know, we're in a very competitive university and, you know, there's a lot of external pressures out there to landing a prestigious job in finance. So would you have any advice on those? Yeah, I think it's always difficult to manage those external pressures 
whether it's from your friends, your different clubs, or even your parents. I think, again, you really have to step back and look at what you want, right? What you want to make out of your career, out of your degree. And I will be honest, I think a lot of people do get wrapped up in the prestige of different internships, especially in finance. And I think in the end, what people kind of fail to realize is that there is more to life than just, you know, landing those internships and having that dream job that you see in the movies. So I think it's important for people to kind of consider themselves, know themselves, know what kind of character, what kind of attitude they have and find the best fit for themselves and not for anyone else. That's so true. You know, sometimes um, getting a job in finance seems like a full-time job. There's so much people to meet. There's so much internships to do. We forget there's other things aside from finance. So I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what, what do you do outside of finance? Yeah, if I'm not in class, I definitely right now I'm just focusing on my health. So every other day, so usually three times a week, I go to Pilates, I do a lot of Legree, and then I also enjoy learning how to cook. Right now I'm trying to improve my improvisation by opening up the fridge and trying to cook something with what I have, because I can follow a recipe very easily, but in terms of making something on the spot, I, I still need some more creativity. I'm also a model, so I'm signed with an agency here in Vancouver, so sometimes I do editorials, commercials, different campaigns. So sometimes you might see me on some brand websites, and then I also enjoy spending time with my dog who is Cairo. He's a half poodle, half wheat and terrier mix and also spending time with my mom and my brother. <laughs> that seems interesting. Anyway, for the final question, as a podcast tradition, what's your favorite late night snack? Kale. <laughs> I know it's kind of a bit weird, but there's really good kale chips. Um, yeah, what else? Popcorn. Unfortunately, I always end up drinking tea. Uh, I like anything with matcha as well. Um, but yeah, kale chips. All right, there you have it. Thank you for listening to the UBC Trading Group podcast. Thank you. Thank you.